Incoming transmission. The Klingon word of the day is... Gah! These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Engage. So, this is a huge victory for the good guys. Scotty, beat me up. Resistance is futile. Live long and prosper. And welcome to the Computer Resume Podcast, the show covering the entire Star Trek franchise in chronological order for fans new and old. I'm your host, Mr. Todd A. Davis. I first met today's special guest while living in Florida in 2014, I think is when we met. Does that sound about right? Yeah, somewhere around in there. Uh, She is a friend, a sister, my dog's aunt, and can most likely beat me in arm wrestling. It's Mrs. Wren Sims. Yeah. Hi there. How's it going? It is going quite well. Oh, are you staying safe and sane during the during the pandemic? As much as possible. (laughs) (laughs) Now, surprisingly, uh, now I'm friends with you and your husband, Fred, who I'm sure will make an appearance on the show eventually. Maybe. Maybe. But that's the funny thing is that as nerdy as he is about so many things, the one thing he's not nerdy about, you are super into, which is Star Trek. Well, it's so funny. We actually had this conversation today, me and him, about how much he likes sci-fi movies, Mm. but not a lot of sci-fi shows. I can't get him to watch a lot of different ones, like Farscape, Firefly, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Oh, you know, I think I tried to convince him about Doctor Who one time. He won't do it. It, He will never watch them. It is Um, a commitment. It's, you know, a show is definitely a commitment as opposed to a a two-hour movie or even a three-hour movie. Right, especially because Star Trek, for instance, is years and years and so decades expensive. of yeah, stuff. And of Doctor stuff. Who's the same way. Like, mm. it's, they're not simple things to jump into. Right. I think Doctor Who's a little bit easier to get into than Star Trek. Would you yes agree, and no. Would you, would you agree? Um, I think it, it's very similar because the different Doctors are definitely different genres of Star Trek. You've got mm. Enterprise, you've got sure. The Next Generation, you've got different ones. So pick one and go. I think it, it's intimidating because it's years and years and years oh, of yeah. episodes and storyline and plot twists. and Yeah. A few nights ago, it finally dawned on my wife, Kat, who's of course you're friends with as well. Yes. It finally dawned on her how long this podcast will take. Yeah. I said, <laughs> as I pointed yeah. out, it's like, you know, even shortened it's still probably going to take the better part of 14 years to cover everything that's in the Star Trek universe. Yeah. Because, like you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> well, because each show has multiple seasons and oh, yeah. some way longer than others. Right. And then you've got the movies that are like sprinkled in there. And yeah. And work. And we're actually covering some of the comics as well. Is it, That's the other thing I was about to say. There's also comic books and books mm-hmm. in general and different oh, like yeah. fandoms. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like even though we're covering all of the shows and all of the movies and even some of the fan stuff and a very select few comic books, as much as that is, it still really only scratches the surface of this franchise. But anyway, how did you actually... 
What was your first experience with Trek? How did you get into it? What was the critical moment? I want to say I was in my early teens. Okay. And I think one of my stepdads really liked Deep Space Nine. Oh. I was not a fan. It was a little bit too dramatic. Not my characters. Mm. But we had a discussion and he asked me that. What was the first Star Trek you ever watched? And it it had to have been The Next Generation. It it was like the first or second season of Next Gen. And I just fell in love with everyone. That I think right there is just kind of the culmination of where I like Star Trek. I like the other ones, but that's my jam. That's where I know most of my stuff. Yeah, absolutely. From Next Gen, do you have a favorite character? I mean, I mean, I assume Picard's your guy, but like, is there a specific character that that really uh, does it for you? O'Brien. Really? O'Brien. Oh, that's cool. And I think the reason is, is because I ended up watching a lot of Deep Space Nine and not really wanting to. I kind of latched onto him because he was on that show and he was, he was my guy on that show. Like he was the reason, the only reason I could handle watching all of it. (laughs) Yeah. Someone, someone sane. I was like, okay, this guy's stuck it out with Picard. He can, he can handle the rigors of the space mall. Exactly. Um, And yeah. I have so many favorite characters from them. Like it's hard to pick, but those definitely Picard and O'Brien and Wesley, because I was a teenager. Oh, um. <laughs> what was it like little hearts and stuff for you? Or no, was it just I like just, you identified with the character? I think I identified with him and I just okay. liked where they took him. I identified with him and his mom a lot. Like it oh, was okay. just that relationship and just how he kind of handled things. Yeah. So yeah. Absolutely. Like, away. I think Star Trek gets the rap of, oh, well, it's all about science. Well, yeah, to a degree, but like, it's a lot of fun. Like they, there's some really cool stuff. And I think, I think they do a good job of showing the fun side of science and also like, Hey, this is dangerous. If we don't pull this off, Right, (laughs) showing you like how critical it is that they get this stuff right. Honestly, I think Star Trek was one of the first times where I really identified with the way they treated other species and the kindness they had and like all of that yeah. um, we're all in the same boat together kind of thing and right and right, they had disagreements right. and they had wars we were all part of a, this federation and i really loved that idea yeah yeah so enterprise is a bit of a different turn then because a lot of that stuff doesn't exist yet <laughs> no and honestly re-watching it it's very well done i like the characters but it might be one of my least favorites and I yeah. honestly can't pinpoint why. Yeah, Justin, because uh, you're friends with Justin and Gary also, who yes. have been who have been on the show uh, the past few weeks. The the Venn diagram of everybody seems to be like, okay, there's this good aspect, there's this good aspect, and there's this. But honestly, this is still my least favorite. Like that that's a pretty big section of the of the Venn diagram with the guests we've had on so far. And I can't disagree. I mean. I'm a next gen guy as well. And of course my love for the franchise obviously wins out as a whole. Oh yeah, definitely. Clearly. Cause I started a podcast about it, <laughs> but, but I get it. I try to keep a regular count of like the things I really like and, ign- and ignore the really big, heavy things that I don't like. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's kind of what I was doing while, while rewatching it. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized that I don't like the intro. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> We are, we are five for five of people talking on this show going, why did they do that? <laughs> it's long. It's uninteresting. The imagery kind of makes sense sometimes. Like- <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I think my go-to quick fix has been like, okay, I'm on board with the imagery and the music. I think if they had just lost the lyrics, 
if it would have just yes. been the imagery and the music, I'd be on board. Has um, there ever been another Star Trek with words in their song? No. I mean, I mean, save for like the vocal stuff in the original series. I mean, that's still instrumental. Right. Um, but not like, but not like singing. specific lyrics. Yeah. I think that might be part of the problem. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. And it's also very long. It is long. And I think that's just because they got the green light for this pretty much sight unseen. So it was kind of like, right. we can do whatever we want. We can make these credits as long as we want. <laughs> Can we just get right to it? 15 Check. seconds is plenty. Yeah. Like, Give us the title card. Show us the ship warping, uh, you know, away from a planet. That's really all we need. <laughs> exactly. Well, speaking of Enterprise, uh, let's get into this week's recap. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. What happens in the holodeck stays on the holodeck. When Enterprise makes first contact... Getting a chance to meet other species is our mission. Expect. You were there for three days and you couldn't restrain yourself. The unexpected. That is a nipple. I'm not sure congratulations are in order, but you're pregnant. An all-new Enterprise. So Enterprise is getting old and busted, and Tucker, the chief engineer, is like, I don't know. DePaul notices the wake of the Enterprise is a little lopsided, and Archer's like, hmm, there's dangerous chemicals back there and whatnot. I know, let's fire a flare at it. So there's a tiny ship back there, and the captain's like, hey, where's Aurelians? We're cool, but like, our ship's busted and stuff, so we're just sucking your fumes, man. Archer's like, well, I got a redneck on board that's been sucking fumes his whole life. Tucker, go on get. Once aboard, Tucker's like, what's up, sparkly people? And meets Alen the Zerillion engineer tiny ship means close quarters real close Alan's like i'll show you mine if you show me yours tucker's like okay so she shows him the holodeck then she's like want to put your hands in my box he's like huh and she's like of beads it's a game and he's like oh okay cool when tucker returns to enterprise his body starts then doc flox tells tucker there's a bun in the oven and not in the mess hall Archer and T'Pol give him grief about it and find the Zerillion ship drifting off the Klingons. Archer FaceTimes Captain Vorok and is like, you ever get that feeling like a tiny ship is sucking your fumes? Vorok is mad. I'll kill you for your feelings. T'Pol's like, I wouldn't do that. Your high council, my homeboy, they're tight. So Tucker goes back to the Zerillion ship and Ellen's like, oh, that's where I left it. Thanks, dude. To be honest, since we're different species, I just thought this was some strings-free booty. DePaul tells Tucker he's in the history books for the first ever male pregnancy, and they all have a good laugh and freeze frame on the executive producer credits. Does that sound about right? Yeah, that sounds pretty, pretty close to that. <laughs> so uh -huh. uh, you've met my son, Max, uh, my four-legged, very furry son, <laughs> Max. Cat <laughs> uh, and I don't have any kids together, but you've got two? I got two girls, yes. Okay, so, I mean, Tucker... Besides it just being weird in general, like nipples on the arm, like that's pretty weird. Like I, I, I assume that didn't happen to you, but uh, did you have any like really bizarre things happen <laughs> during um, pregnancy? Nothing that wasn't like normal. I, I think the the weirdest thing was probably the cravings, which I think is a lot for a lot of people. Like oh. that's where they differ and stuff. What did you crave? Um, it was different for both kids. For the first okay. one, it was, I think the weirdest one I had was pickles and wing sauce, like buffalo wing sauce. Wing sauce. Like the actual Actually, buffalo sauce? Yes. Wow. Like okay. buffalo sauce and just dill pickles. Okay. The stereotypical things are the pickles and ice cream, I want to say? 
I just like ice cream, so that really wasn't. <laughs> a, I, it's one of my favorite foods, so that really wasn't a. So that was already in rotation. Exactly, that was a new thing. <laughs> nice. Well, I think the reason you crave pickles is for the sodium, and the reason you crave ice cream is for the calcium. Am I? I am I? So. Or am I just talking out of my? Head? <laughs> Here. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's why you crave just about anything. Your body needs something that it has. Mm. Um, I don't know how that corresponds with Oreos or anything like that, but, um, <laughs> but other yeah, than Oreos pickles, just being delicious. Well, with pickles, I don't know if it's a potassium thing, but there, it's very good for dehydration. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. Cause I would think like the sodium would help you retain water. Yeah. Thing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And there's also okay. something in it. I don't know if it's something with the pickle juice, but there is something in it that is supposed to be actually pretty good for you. Athletes drink pickle juice to, like I said, it helps with dehydration. Oh yeah. See, I was not a good enough athlete to have to do that. <laughs> um, me neither, but I was a dancer and it kind of was the same thing. Oh, that's we cool. used it for the same reasons. I don't know that I knew that about you. What kind of dance did you do? I did tap ballet and jazz for okay. like 10 years when I was younger. Like I was little. You did yeah. 10 years? Yeah. Like <laughs> How did I not know about this? I just don't talk about it. I don't do it anymore. <laughs> I miss it. I miss dancing, but it just, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever thought about like going back or teaching or anything like that? I mean, I, I know your plate's full and, you know, of course in the pandemic, it's hard, kind of hard well, to do anything, but. Honestly, my body is very much broken because I danced for so long. Um, um, so even if I wanted to get back into, I couldn't teach. Like my body is not built the way that it needs to be a teacher. I have, my knees are shot. My ankles are. A lot of people don't understand. Like, I mean, they think like, you know, when you think like injured from athletic activity, Mm -hmm. your immediate thoughts go to like the big hitters, you know, the football, baseball, basketball, but a lot of people don't understand how much dancing takes a toll on the body dancing gymnastics cheerleading it's all a physical thing and Mm -hmm. especially with the ballet like when when i was in point for a little while and it Mm -hmm. is hard on your knees and your ankles oh sure a good friend of mine from high school was real heavy into ballet and one time my friend took off her shoes and showed me her feet i was just like oh what has happened to your feet It's, it's it's hard on the body for sure. It really is. I think the reason I like tap more because it didn't screw my feet up so bad as mm. point does. Mm. Um, I have the highest arch of anyone I have ever met in my life. Like, oh, wow. Because of pointing <laughs> my toes at such a young age. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's so funny to me. I played football in high school. You can tell the difference of like, Hey, I'm getting in and my, so- I'm getting on the team in my sophomore year versus the guys who have been like, I've been playing peewee since I was yeah. old enough to sign up and that's all they've done. And you can see it take the toll physically in shaping their body. Mm-hmm. And same with martial arts. I mentioned while I was on with Justin, that I have a martial mm-hmm. arts background and you can tell the guys they walk a certain way. There's calluses built on. Well, I mean, you know, same with musicians. They get, you know, oh, yeah. the calluses on the fingers and stuff like that. Weightlifters get those very distinct calluses on the inside of the palms. It's with anything. Yeah. I have calluses from my job because oh, it's wild. it's repetitive movements. Yeah. Yeah. With the, yeah. I've got hands like you can tell where I where I use it. Oh, sure enough. How so about it's that? Just, it's, it's with anything that you do a lot of your oh, body just gets crazy. used to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. Well, uh, you know, we mentioned your pregnancies. Do you want to give a shout out to, to your kids here on the show? 
Evie and Ella. Evie is my 13-year-old. She actually has two comics now on Webtoons. Get out of town! She's got one where it's actually, it's a sci-fi base. She's got a robot on the moon that is all by himself, and he's discovering stuff. The second one is, it's called Inner Demons, and it's basically her way of expressing what her anxiety and her depression and her, what she considers her inner demons, what it does to her. And it is so identifiable. I'm floored by this kid. Like That is awesome. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, wow. That yeah. is awesome. Well, send me the info and if, yes, it's, I, if it's okay with you and if it's okay with her, I will promote it here. Definitely. That's, one of, that's one of the things we do uh, for the show is promoting fan art and especially if it's something sci-fi based, but that stuff sounds awesome. And I'm, oh, yeah, I'm all about it. And then Ella, my youngest, she, um, she'll be 11 in March and she, um, she's very artistic like her sister, but it's more in the arts and crafts. She's teaching herself to sew. She started painting like, yeah, I, I love my kids. That's great. That's great. <laughs> yeah, they're super well, artistic. Shout out to the wee ones. Yay. Yay. Um, to let them know. Yeah. And look, if they end up doing something specifically Star Trek based have them send it my way we will oh yeah post it and promote it and the whole thing um yeah and i've reached out to a couple other people uh mostly on instagram for their stuff there is a butt ton of really cool star trek art on uh, i can only imagine (laughs) yeah yeah there's definitely no shortage of instagram art let's get into the stats and trivia for uh the episode unexpected uh, once again, written by Berman and Braga. This is, uh, they are on a streak here. I mean, it is their series, but this one was directed by Mike Vihar. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Vijar. I, I'm going to go with Vihar. Yeah. Let's um, go with that. It sounds better. Yeah. sounds better. <laughs> it could be wrong, but yeah, he's got, uh, quite a few, uh, Star Trek credits, but he also directed, uh, some stuff, uh, you may be familiar with the nineties Zorro TV show. Did you ever watch that? I did not. But I, I know of it. I remember watching that. And oh, did you watch really, it? Because it was very, um, it was very Batman-esque. I mean, oh, okay. it was pretty cool. I mean, it was Spanish Batman. It was really cool. That's awesome. <laughs> also, uh, he's directed some stuff on Babylon 5, uh, MacGyver. Were you ever, were you a MacGyver kid? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh me too. Oh, yeah. He, he... Loved it. He was like the gritty James Bond, right? He was the everyman James Bond because yeah. he, he sported a mullet, I think, for the entire series. He did. Oh. He did. Richard Dean Anderson, is that? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Oh, Richard yeah. Dean Anderson. <laughs> yeah, he was one of my one of my favorite, like probably one of my first like male TV crushes. Ooh. So I love me from MacGyver. <laughs> Richard Dean Anderson, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, he also directed some The X-Files and at least one episode of Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. Did you ever watch that? I did not. Probably because Superman is probably my least favorite superhero. Fair enough. (laughs) You know, you know, know I'm a Batman guy, but I was all about that show. Most people are really into Superman and I feel so bad that I'm not. I just he's not for me he's just he's so boring you know <laughs> i think if i would have paid attention more i probably would have got into dean kane but i just it was superman so i just wasn't into it he was a good looking dude he, he was he, he made was, a good superman yeah made a good superman there was a staff member for this show named andre bormanis he was kind of in charge for the look of that klingon battle cruiser which is kind of the look like 
Trek fans, when they saw that, they're like, oh, that is a Klingon battle cruiser. We know that. He actually approached it very realistically with the thought of the Klingons are very function over fashion. So oh, yeah. once they've got something that works, they're probably not going to change it. So that's kind not of why they have to. Yeah, yeah. Not unless they have to, if it's tried and true, you know, they're, they're about killing and stuff. They're, they're all about battle. So until it needs to be changed so that they can battle more or battle harder. Yeah. That's the look of the Klingon battle cruiser. So yep. this episode was noted for showing a nipple on screen, but not in the way most people thought they would. <laughs> <laughs> especially with thing. yeah it's really bizarre especially with i mean we got into this a little bit with gary when we talked about broken bow you know the you know super sexualized scene between tucker and to paul in the decon chamber it's like oh this this series this series looks like it might get a little sexier than most star trek there was so much tension between him and her in this particular episode I was like oh my god like she's going to go across that table and hurt him severely like right right <laughs> she was so angry sci-fi included this episode in a group of Star Trek franchise episodes that they felt were commonly disliked but deserve a second chance I can see that because it's weird it's weird there's no doubt about it it's but like, so much fun though mm-hmm it is a very fun episode, and I can see why they would want to do that. At the first watch, it was like, eh, this is okay. It's another trope kind of, you know. Sure. But like I said, it was there was so much fun throughout this episode. Yeah. Um, and like I one thing in particular was when he told the three, after he found out he was pregnant, mm -hmm. Tucker told them, don't tell anybody. And the right, look, right. <laughs> just the look. And the response from the captain was just like, oh yeah, sure, whatever you say. Like, yeah, okay, no one's yeah, going to say anything. And, yeah, no and it was just like, someone's talking. Like, <laughs> if I had to pinpoint anyone, it's him. He's telling everybody. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I so much joy out of that. Oh yeah. I think this is definitely like the comedic tension breaker episode after, after seeing you know, Broken Bow was very much like the majesty of, hey, here's the very first Enterprise and there's yeah. tension between the humans and Vulcans. And then you've got, I think up next after that was the slug episode, finding the dead aliens hanging from the ceiling. So that was kind of a, a little bit of a- Yeah, kind of rough. And then you had the one where they're trapped in the cave and they're starting to get paranoid and they're pointing phasers at each other and it's really tense. So I feel like we've had four fairly heavy episodes. What do you say we Let's make one of the this up. pregnant? <laughs> Let's put a nipple on an arm, shall we? <laughs> oh, oh gosh. Uh, so Screen Rant ranked the Zerillians as the 14th most bizarre aliens. In Star Trek, uh, I need to see that list to see who. Yeah, I'm gonna have them. to. I'm gonna have to look into that list and see uh, see what else. See because who else they were pretty list. tame. I mean, compared to I think others, like I, I, that's pretty high up on there. Like I wonder how long the list is. <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, I mean because, I mean, I mean, you know, because really the only Zerillians we interact with are the captain and the engineer. So we're having to. Yeah. You know, based on those two characters, we're having to, you know, we're making a bunch of assumptions, but they seem, you know, fairly, you know, fairly chill. They just, they just needed to fix their ship and one, one wanted more. some booty. Like, okay, maybe you've been out in space a long time. 
What I find interesting about that whole scene, like when he got, comes back to her, like and sees her and talks about it, like when they get back on the ship after the Klingons, mm-hmm. and her response is like, "Oh, sh- <laughs> I didn't know that was gonna happen." Sorry, my bad. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's the first. I think that's the first curse word that's been uttered, like, uh, like honestly and accidentally, like Justin cracked off a whole bunch, but he just really wanted to say the words butthole so (laughs) but you actually just got a real legitimate uh red alert siren over that so don't worry of course we're gonna keep this safe for kids (laughs) and i don't know if we should include this in the episode but it's kind of fitting because is like my second daughter's first word really oh my god that's i use it so much No, it, 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 it fits. It really it does. does fit. it, 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 it tracks. <laughs> I tell you what, I'll make the siren real short so that we can hear that it starts with an S and ends with a T. So people kind of know, they know what it is, but they're not hearing it specifically. I think the parents will be okay with that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm, I'm sure they hear worse things. Other, oh, like, sure. anywhere. Yeah. Hey, look, you're, if you're getting this show on the internet, there's no telling what else you're getting on, getting on the internet. So we're all in this together, folks. It's all in good fun. Nobody's, uh, nobody's hurting anybody here. <laughs> but so- back to the comment, it's just the just the way she reacted was like oh i had no idea oh my bad oops sorry like it was just so funny to me yeah yeah absolutely it made me think how many other species have you had on the ship (laughs) how many people have you done this to do you think like once the klingons and tucker were back on their ships and they all do you think everybody on the ship just looked at her and just Oh man, and and her just go, sorry guys. Oh, I need that episode. Someone needs to write that. Like, just that side scene at the end. It's like, come ID, on, man, really. IDW, uh, artists and writers at IDW. Let's make it a comic. Just just put it out there. The Zerillians, the Zerillians, and uh, Alan and her sexual exploits. Oh we had gosh. Conversation last time. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we got two more little stats here and unfortunately they're not great. Yeah. What culture ranked this episode as the 10th worst episode of the franchise and digital Fox ranked this the third worst episode of star <sighs> Trek up until 2018. Oh, wow. Yeah, I wonder what that's, that is harsh. That is harsh. That is, that is. like with, with like, as many episodes as there are like that this is the like this one really i mean we're still in like the first third of the first season here yeah we (laughs) haven't even dipped our toe in yet (laughs) like i said i think this is just the comic relief tension breaker like because it is pretty silly but you know i mean they gotta you gotta you gotta break the tension a little bit i mean shakespeare knew that come on (laughs) so i think they i think maybe don't get me wrong i don't want to invalidate anybody's opinion but at the same time like third worst like really okay i'm really curious to what else is on that list like i need to look at those lists yeah absolutely absolutely so uh you mentioned that this is your first watch of enterprise it is my first time in a long time yes i i saw it because it came out i think the year after i graduated high school so i was dating myself um so during that time i don't think i was watching a lot so i don't think i've ever actually seen this series from 
start to finish, mm. but I've seen a lot of the episodes out of sequence. So oh, okay. All right. I actually yeah. remember the, watching this episode and finding it hilarious when I first watched it. Yeah, so. of course. That's and that's how it's meant to be portrayed. You exactly. know. Well, I'm so glad that you decided to come on and talk with me about this and share your uh, share your stories of your kids and your pregnancy uh, <laughs> and joke with me about the Zerillians. So, oh yeah, um, definitely, it was a lot of fun. And thank you to everybody for listening. Now, next week we're going to have Mr. John Paul Newton, a good friend of our little circle of folks that have been on the show so far. And uh, this is actually going to be what I'm going to call cast as crew chunk we're going to have a bunch of these uh this is where someone who's usually in front of the camera steps behind the camera and either directs an episode or writes an episode we are actually covering enterprise season one episodes six and seven next week we are covering terra nova and the andorian incident and those episodes terra nova was directed by mr lavar burton really mm-hmm all he, right, I'm going to have to invest in that one. Yeah, he he's actually <laughs> di- directed quite a few quite a he few uh, episodes of Star Trek and The Andorian Incident was directed by Miss Roxanne Dawson, who if you don't recognize the name, Roxanne Dawson plays Belana Torres on Voyager, the Klingon engineer. So okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're going to have uh Mr. John Paul Newton and basically this is going to be, I mean other than the pilot episode which is technically two episodes uh this is going to be our first cast as crew uh section of our watch through the star trek franchise Uh, ren did you have a good time did you enjoy yourself here on the show yes definitely most certainly this is a lot of fun awesome awesome you gonna are you gonna continue watching enterprise i'm going to try but i can't make (laughs) promises I, I will try very hard to to keep watching them and kind of follow along with you guys just to give it another shot. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> well, so we mentioned the calluses you have in your hand, and I mentioned that you could probably uh, beat me in arm wrestling. Tell the audience what your nine to five is that you would have these uh, these features and characteristics. <laughs> well, I am the manager of Molly and Miles Ice Cream here in Greenville, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been there for We'll actually be um, in this coming August. It'll be three years that we've been open and scooping the ice cream. Some of the best stuff. I mean, we've been nominated for um, one of the best ice cream shops in the nation by the Today Show a couple of years ago. And honestly, the people I work for are just amazing people. It's most people are surprised when they come in that it's a locally owned and operated because of how well it's put together and how clean it is. And just it's. It's an amazing family and an amazing place. And the ice cream is fantastic. Yeah, I'm going to tear up. (laughs) (laughs) That's how much Rand cares about your ice cream experience at Molly and Miles, folks. If you want ice cream with a side of soul, go see Ren. At Molly and all the nerd that you can get because it's just this giant comic book dream of yeah tons of tons of merch on the walls it is a nerd haven for sure honestly i really i I, what i love about it the most is that molly and miles are the owner's children and they have taken ownership of this place this is their ice cream shop so the decor is their idea um a lot of the things that we sell and a lot of the things that we do it, it was their idea like these kids built this thing and it's like everyone's inner child's favorite place like it is just it's very well done. I, awesome. I'm very happy. 
That's great. Where can folks reach you and, and share their love of Star Trek and ice cream? Um, definitely um, check us out at the shop. Um, we are, if you are local, it is um, very close to downtown off of Augusta and Ferris. On the internet, it is mollymilesgreenville.com. We're also in, on the Googles and whatnot. And yeah, if, if you're in the area, definitely stop by and have a pretty awesome conversation. Awesome. And I am at Mr. Todd A. Davis on all the socials. From all of us at the Computer Resume Podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you in 10 Ford. Feel free to send us your subspace transmissions to computerresumepodcast at gmail.com or at Computer Resume on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The Computer Resume podcast was created and produced by Mr. Todd A. Davis. Our logo was done by Will Martin at heyitswill.seo on Instagram. And I'm Kat Davis at that.darn.cat with a K on Instagram. The Computer Resume podcast is part of the Slice of Fried Gold Network. Hashtag LLAP. We'll see you next time. Going through a Star Trek. We're doing Star Trek stuff in space. We probably got some phasers and shuttle pods, and we're gonna find a brand new race. How's that for a slice of fried gold? I was really into Terry Hatcher. Who wasn't? Before she went crazy. I was at that age. Yeah. And it was just kind of like, oh, hello, Lois.